afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the GDP Partnership Podcast. My name is Connor Devine, and I'm one of the guys that thought it was a good idea, idea to set this company up in 2010. You're very welcome. Um, I hope you enjoy. I'm going to knock out some information in the next 15 minutes, and I hope that you find it interesting. Um, we've had a bit of a break over the last four weeks. In March, April, and May, we did a series of five podcasts um, where we put out some information in relation to our Equity Experts platform, trying to educate people around money and finance and really use the platform to give you, the listener, uh, an understanding as to you know what our company does and who's behind the company and a bit of an insight into our brand values and how we think and interact with our, with our client base. And the good news is that the feedback on the podcast was very, very positive. I was reading a piece in the Irish Times at the weekend and it was basically to, to talk about the value that podcast is now bringing to consumers and the way that uh, companies are using podcasts as a medium to get their message out. So when I was reading it, I was thinking, you know, well, we're, we must be on the ball here because we've been using this medium now for the last few months. So it's good to be back up and running again and no better way to kick off the new series of podcasts over the next few months over the summer. Um, by talking about um, really a huge thing that happened in the UK in the last seven to ten days. Yes, you've, you've guessed it, it's uh, Brexit. Um, so over the next 10 to 15 minutes, I wanted to use uh, this medium as, as a way to convey um, some of the thoughts that we have within the firm and how, how this Brexit uh, situation might affect you, your business and your families. So... Um, obviously, uh, probably good to start off by saying that you know most people in business didn't actually expect uh, Brexit to happen. I think that's fair to assume. I was in London last week, Thursday night, um, at a, a sort of highfalutin legal summer party um, that James and myself were invited over to and we thought it would be rude not to go over and, uh, and say hello to a few people. But it was interesting because in the room, you were basically surrounded by about 500 of London's, I don't know, you could call them uh, elite professionals from the legal world, from the property world, from the finance world. But one thing that all of them had in common last Thursday, obviously that was the night before the result was, was announced and, and everybody was talking about Brexit. And the, the general feeling was that, you know, Remain was, was going to win fairly handy enough. Um, so whenever I woke up on Friday morning, and reached for my phone and obviously the result came through. I was, I was, I was pretty shocked. That, like everybody else, they didn't think it would happen. Um, but we are where we are and, and, and the TV stations and, and Twitter Atsy crew and Facebookers have been full of this chat for the last seven to 10 days. And I think you're gonna hear a hell of a lot more about Brexit over the, over the coming months. I think it's gonna, it's gonna take big news to get it off the airwaves. And the reason for that is because it is actually very, very important. It's very important for here. For people and businesses here in Northern Ireland, of course, the majority of people in Northern Ireland didn't want to leave the EU. The majority of people want to remain within the EU and, and take the benefits out of it. Um, most people in, in, in England voted out and the Scots, of course, they wanted to remain. So really, you know, what does it all really mean for you, for your business and for, for your family? And there's really five um, areas that I wanted to mention today in this podcast uh, of how Brexit might impact uh, us living in this part of the world and the, th the first thing to talk about is is economic growth and post-Brexit I mean if you listen to Bank of England Mark Carney was out today if you listen to George Osborne and and people who told us this 
before the vote came through. But it is expected that economic growth um, is going to tighten up now over the next six to 12 months. Um, for sure, businesses are expected to hold back um, investing in certain things. There is an expectation that the cost of money will increase. There's also an expectation that our banks are going to tighten their belts again. And that's really the last thing that we need to hear um, from an economic point of view in Northern Ireland. Those things have been pretty tough here. Obviously, for the last six, seven years, we've, we've felt the force of the property crash more than most. And the last thing we really need to happen in the north of Ireland is for our banks to pull the horns in again. But unfortunately, it does look like that's what's going to happen. Uh, I was reading again the papers at the weekend and I think you know Bank of Ireland have been exposed a lot by this Brexit. They have, were holding a lot of their money in sterling and obviously sterling got a hammering and, and you know the, the school of thought from Davy stockbrokers um, over the last few months is that if we Brexit, sterling should fall some 20% and I mean the repercussions of that across the spectrum is, is fairly severe for, for those people in the currency market. So the banks certainly are going to be hit, there's no doubt about that and you know the only outcome of that can be that they're going to be very very frugal and prudent over the coming months and that's just not going to help. So we think that, that there is going to be a knock-on effect on, on economic growth. The second thing that, that's important for all of us in the business sphere is what's going to happen to interest rates and interestingly over the last 25 years, interest rates have, for the most part, fallen. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm quite young, but I don't really remember whenever interest rates were 15 16%. Many of you listening will. Um, and I can't imagine what it would have been like to borrow at that level. Uh, but interest rates today are sitting at 0.5%. And over the last two years, you know, we obviously have our debt mediation business. And we, all the economists were saying interest rates are going to go up. Um, it's only a matter of time and we have been expecting that to be the case post Brexit and this new era of economic um, uncertainty the school of thought is that interest rates will actually reduce and that is an incredible uh, situation so overnight from Thursday night to Friday morning there is the school of thought now that interest rates the Bank of England will use this lever which will obviously uh, stem help stem off any attacks on the on the economy, the, the economic atmosphere across the board. One of the levers the Bank of England has is to reduce interest rates. But, you know, that's a fairly big deal. Not good for savers, obviously. But if you're sitting in a variable mortgage or you've got uh, a number of mortgages and the interest rates are, are, are going to be reduced, that, that's probably a good thing for you. Um, the third impact that Brexit's going to have on the, from an economic point of view is, is this whole impact on the market and what we know is that more than 50 billion pound was wiped off the value of the UK's biggest companies uh, at the stroke of a pen really 50 odd billion quid now if you're in the stock market one thing the stocks don't like um, the stock exchange is, is uncertainty and I, I can't remember any other event in the last 10 to 15 years which has created more uncertainty than, than what has happened in the last week so certainly from the markets I think there's going to be a lot of turbulence I am by no stretch of the imagination, an expert on the markets, but all the experts are, are indicating if you look at the stock market, you know, a lot of the stuff has fallen. And as we say, from a banking perspective, RBS, we know that, that you know, they lost 20% of their total value last Monday, and you know, that's just billions of pounds. So, not, not good for anybody involved in, in the, the stock game. So, the markets will have been seriously and, and will be seriously impacted. impacted um, as a result of this Brexit situation. So fourthly then, uh, the pound in your pocket, and this is something that hopefully all of us have, at least one pound in our pocket. I've 
what have I got three or four pound in my pocket today and what we know is that the pound in our pocket today isn't worth as much as it was two weeks ago um, and that slightly annoys me um, if you know that your money's not worth as much as it was two weeks ago um, that's a bit of a problem especially for people in the in the business community I mean, I've got some family members who are involved in in the wine business and you know with the falling pound that causes them a lot of problems in that um, their business overnight has become less competitive and they import all of their product and it now costs them a lot more money over the course of a year to import that product and that this is a business in Margaret who's been trading particularly well two really good entrepreneurs behind it they've, they've worked really really hard to get the business to where it is now um, but overnight with Brexit they have become less competitive and that causes this particular business a problem and there's hundreds of businesses across the country that are going to be impacted in that way there's also going to be people who are going to become more competitive as the, the pound has lost its value you know if you're exporting um, certainly there's there's an upside there but overall um, certainly the pound has become affected and that's going to affect all of us in terms of going on holidays and, and that type of thing so that's something to be mindful of and finally then point five in terms of Brexit and how it can affect us here in Northern Ireland the housing market and you know as Irish people what I've found in working in the property industry for 15 odd years is that we're all obsessed by bricks and mortar um, it was one of the downfalls of and one of the reasons behind the property crisis is that nearly every person you met in 2006 had a buy to let house had another property my my principle of investing is that you need to have a, a real understanding of property before you invest your money in it if, if that's the case then it's less likely that, that you'll get burnt. Um, the problem in 2005 and 2006 is most people didn't have a clue about property, but because money was so readily available, they were just buying houses after houses after houses, and that, that obviously caused or was a major factor in the property crash. But the housing market in the last three years, it would probably be fair to say that we have been in a recovery mode. House prices have started to recover year on year. Probably you're looking at increases of in house prices of 78% across the country. Now, considering house prices fell some 40 to 50%, um, they're still well down in 2006 levels, but that's not a bad thing. But I think post-Brexit, what the industry experts or so-called experts are telling us is that they do expect this house price growth to tail off. And I would tend to agree with that. So over the next 6 to 12 months, um, I think that the, the house price growth um, will settle down. I mean, there's still a, a, a serious need and demand for housing stock in Northern Ireland. What we know is we need 20,000 new houses built every single year. I think between 2009 and 2012, there was something like 3,500 houses built in that time frame. So you can see, and we all know, that there's a real lack of housing in Northern Ireland at the minute. There's a, a serious demand for housing. The problem I do foresee now post-Brexit is, I've already said in point one, we believe the banks will tighten their belts again. And the issue there will be that there's going to be a lack of working capital available to builders and developers to actually build product and build houses. And that's going to be an issue because um, I know already how difficult it is to, to raise finance to build houses. And I just think off the back of, of Brexit, it's going to be harder to find money. End of story. This is quite simple to understand. I think money's going to be hard harder to find and we're already getting that feedback from the builders and the developers that we're working with at the minute so that's that's going to be um, a problem so there's five reasons or five areas that have covered economic growth interest rates markets the pound in your pocket and the housing market 
you know, five areas which is really important in terms of talking about the economy and, and talking about the business environment in Northern Ireland. And it just shows you how important in the context uh, that Brexit will be moving forward. And what I would say is there is a real call for calm. Um, you know, there's a lot of hysteria around at the minute. Everybody has an opinion on this. I think one thing we do need coming out of Stormont from a political level is we do need to have one voice. Um, there's a little bit of uncertainty around that. Obviously, the DUP took a uh, a strange position in this one in that, um, in my personal view, I think they normally get things quite right with the economy, but um, I'm not so sure in this one. Um, but in any event, no matter what your view is, I think that at Stormont, in terms of Sinn Féin and the, and the DUP, who are two leading parties along with the other parties, we do need to have one voice. No matter what way this thing ends up in the next 18 months, two years, we need to work tooth and nail to find out what is the best pathway for the business community here in Northern Ireland, just no matter what your way you voted in, in, in the referendum. Hopefully they're mature enough um, to get there. I'm not sure they are. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm always hopeful. So let's hope that that, that can happen. So, look, there's a, a quick podcast, some information for you. I'm talking to you today from GDP Partnership. I'm very active on Twitter. You can find me. My handle is Connor underscore Devine. Um, GDP Partnership is on Twitter as well. We're on YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. We've got some really good content coming out over the next five or six weeks. And we're also on Facebook. Um, this is really all about you. Thanks for taking the time to interact and, and listen to what I've had to say. But it would be a lot better if you would um, get in touch with us, send us an email, lift the phone. If you're worried about your finances, if you're worried about your mortgage, we want to hear from you. We're the market leaders in mediation. If you're a business and you need access to finance, you need new money, thankfully um, we've been able to source new funding in London through our GDP Capital platform. So you're going to be hearing a lot more about that over the podcast and the airwaves in the next six to seven weeks when our, our website goes live at the end of July. So there's lots happening, but... Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. I hope you found what I had to say interesting. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.